you own your business. If you don't like how you're being treated, cut ties with the client and move on. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, Emily Reagan here. I'm your host of the Unicorns Unite. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I am bringing back an interview I had with Curse Navaroli. She is a military wife who moves around a lot. And I was so excited to connect with her on Instagram at first because she had taken a VA course and is now killing it online. She also has her own blog. So she's putting in to practice what she's actually taught and what she's doing for business owners. So the cool thing about Kirst is she has a psychology degree and she found her golden ring client who is a psychologist. So I think this is a fabulous example of finding clients who need your help online and not necessarily coming from a digital or marketing-related background. Kirst is doing awesome. This is a Facebook Live we recorded. So just a side note, there is a baby in the background at some point, but let's jump in. You are going to learn a lot and be so encouraged by her. Today, we're talking Kirst. She is a military wife and a virtual assistant, and she's here. Right now, she's coming live to us from Destin, Florida, because she's living that military wife lifestyle. (laughs) Say hey to everyone and tell us uh, us a little bit about your background. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. So as Emily said, I'm currently in Destin, but we are primarily stationed at Laughlin Air Force Base in Del Rio, Texas. Prior to that, we were at McCord Air Force Base in Tacoma, Washington. And prior to that, I was living in Iowa right after I got my master's degree, which is where I was born and raised. And I was working in correctional institutions doing a fender change program is what it was called, programming. Um, So it was awesome. It was a really clinical setting. I loved what I was doing. And then I met my husband. So um, we had to move to Tacoma in order to, to make sure our relationship last. There was really no way it was going to work with that commute and his, the nature of his job. Um, the pace of work was insane in Tacoma. So he was gone a lot. We were with me living there. We're only seeing each other like three to four days every two weeks. Um, so I can't imagine if we would have tried to do it long distance. It was just the best fit for us. And when I got out there, I landed another awesome job doing exactly what I was doing in Iowa for the state of Washington. So all was well in the military lifestyle until we got our orders two years on station to move to Laughlin. Um, I immediately got online and started searching, what am I going to do for work down there? Applying to traditional roles and was just getting no luck at all. And um, I mean, crying to my husband about it, frustrated with the process and just lost as to where to go because I was so proud of my degree. I I put a lot of money and time into that and I wanted to um, you know, get back on my investment. And I found the virtual world, talked to my husband about it at length and was able to do a little bit of training with Esther Eman and her uh, virtual assistant program. And then found an ideal client that was all about psychological uh, assessment. So I got to use all these skills that I had and loved 
directly in my virtual work and stay at home with our, obviously our baby. And then also I know that that stress is off my plate wherever we go next. I don't have to worry about it. Why do you think you worried about it? You know, like what it is, what is it about our jobs? Because we know we're not who, we're not what we do, but why is such a component of us? I think a lot of it for me was that I, when I first entered into college, I had no clue what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very passionate person. So if I'm doing something, I'm doing it 110%. And I knew that I didn't want to declare a major until it was something I was passionate about. And so when I stumbled into that career field of working in corrections, it was so important to me because it was empowering work. And I felt like I was giving back to my community. Mm-hmm. And I want, I love that connection of helping people in a way that was meaningful to me. Um, it made me proud at the end of the day uh, to share what I was doing and opening other people's eyes to this realm of work at a completely different avenue. So I think for me, that was heartbreaking to number one, know that that opportunity might not be at the next space we were going to. Mm-hmm. But then number two, I was building these really good relationships with people, yeah. you know, my employer and my coworkers and then my clientele and then having to leave every two years. And that I think was what hurt the most was sitting down and explaining to them, I love what I do. I would stay here forever if it meant, you know, I can still be in a successful marriage with my husband. And that's just, you know, where he goes, I go, because that's what we agreed on when we got married and made those vows. So when you were uh, having to quit that job, how did that Mm -hmm. go out? I mean, they were very supportive. So they knew from the beginning, it's a very dense military community. So they knew kind of what they were getting with me. Uh, But the kind of the crummy side of it was we thought we were going to get a little bit of an extension. And so we had anticipated being there for more like three to four years. So it caught us all off guard when we got that, those orders two years to the date of our arrival, which is a very quick turnaround. Yeah. For, um, pilots, but there's a big pilot shortage. So that's Mm -hmm. what caused the shift. And uh, yeah, so they took it in stride, thankfully, and we're super supportive. And I'm still really close with quite a few people that I worked with in both locations. But yeah, they, they kind of got hung out to dry a little bit by that because our turnaround time, we got our orders in October and we're out the door by March. Oh my gosh. Six months. Yeah. I think uh, my last few jobs, we have always left early. And I always have to fudge in the interview, even though I know, especially as an officer, we're moving a lot and my husband keeps getting these one year jobs, but I will fudge it and say four or five years. Yeah. And I don't want them to think too, even though in my head, I'm like, it's probably going to be two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that was like, I remember my friends that were in the military life also sitting me down and saying like, don't disclose that you're a military spouse unless you have to or unless it comes up organically, but you do not need to share that information because if they, and that was what was happening in Del Rio, they knew I was a military spouse. So I wasn't getting any interviews because of that. And then the interview that I did get, um, I mean, it was obvious based on my resume that we had moved around and it's not, doesn't take a, you know, a wizard to figure out that those locations were all military spots. (laughs) Right. Um, So yeah, I was overqualified. Yeah. I was overqualified and they still were like, nope, sorry. Cause we know you're probably going to be leaving. Oh my what? God. It's so sad. And that, yeah. and that does happen a lot. I mean, that happens with neighbors. Like I've had neighbors not even want to get to know us because they're like, you're just going to move. Sorry. And I mean, you know, that's their loss of course, but I know that the added perk of moving a lot means I have this crazy wide skill set. and yes. online it's paying off, but I had to 
make a lot of sacrifices and start over a lot. And we're not even mentioning how the job search can take what, six months, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't just fall into the perfect job. Right. So it's been super frustrating. But so tell me about finding this VA world, because I, I have had a couple women say, oh, I need to go talk to my husband and they need mm-hmm. to tell him that this is a, a real opportunity. It's not some yep. scam, that there really is work. So tell me yeah. more about that. Yeah. In the world that is full of pyramid schemes. And I think everyone knows that in your spouse groups, at your respective base, there's always somebody pushing something, selling something. And a lot of us don't want to be that person. No. You know, everyone has their own hustle and I respect it. But for me, that was mortifying because it's not my personality. It doesn't, you know, it just doesn't fit. It wouldn't make sense. I would not be good at it. I'm not good at sales. So I knew I wanted to find something that didn't involve that. So I was Googling worked online without selling things. And that's how I stumbled into Esther's program and then started realizing I had worked remote for my in-office jobs because I was do the nature of the work I was doing, I was supporting several prisons in the region. So I would have to satellite at different offices. And I'm like, I have this experience doing these things. Yeah. I just have to translate it to the online world. Exactly. I love that. That's exactly what I teach. Yes. And so it was all the skills were there. It was just kind of polishing them up and then learning the language of the online world of, okay, you know, because I knew in traditional office speak how to sell myself as an employee, but I had to learn how to do that in the online world. And then once I figured that out, it was smooth sailing. I was got a client. Let's see. Esther's program is marketed as 90 days. And I had a client within... 60 and hadn't even finished her program. I still have not finished her program. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. And she thinks that's so funny. And there's quite a few of us that are like that. Um, And she's cool with that because that's the whole point is, you know, you know, you have the skills. It's just fine tuning them to the online world. Yeah. So I, I know you and I haven't talked about this a lot, but I I do have a crash course and my focus is more digital media marketing skills. Love that. So, um, you know, you and I could talk forever about that, but some of my girls in my group, I have 20 girls right now they already have jobs and they're kind of like, like, Oh, how do I handle this? I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's coming up in week five. And it's only week two. Yeah. And, but the the nature of the work is you learn as you go, you know, absolutely. And I would love to know what are some of the buzzwords that helped you get hired? Oh, let's see. I'm trying to think because I went through and did like an entire revamp of my resume. A lot of it for me was learning the different technology, Um, you know, the programs that we use frequently Mm -hmm. and becoming familiar with those and understanding, you know, what things like, I guess, like skills that I had, organizational skills that I had from doing in traditional in-office roles, like inbox management, community management. You know, right. these things that sound so much cooler than what you're actually doing, that's what people are hiring for. And that's your entry level position, um, yeah. you know, and then you can start scaling a little bit more and doing some more complex things. But it was just, I had to go through and look at all the tasks. I just made a little piece of paper, wrote down all the things I would do on a daily basis in my old jobs, and then hunt down what that meant in the online world. Like what language were jobbed and were in job descriptions and did that fit what I have done in the past? Yeah. And it's not always about, do you have current experience? It's just, do you have the awareness and can you apply it? And then you grow with the business owner. I think that's the beauty of this type of work is we say VA, but we know it's more than that. And you're more of a sidekick and you're becoming an online business manager sometimes. And uh, it's not just like, 
this admin position anymore. And there's a lot of things you're juggling. So tell me what you do in your job because, okay, I love that you said community management because I do, I don't necessarily teach that, but I have opened people's eyes to, hey, look, this is something online business owners need help with, but tell me more about like what you're doing. So I have two clients right now. I just actually added on one about a month ago, month and a half ago. The first client is the one that's the psychological assessment program. So it's uh, 16 personalities is the, the company. Um, so you can give them a quick Google. They're huge business. They're doing really well. And my job is customer support. So the what that looks like for me is I manage three different email inboxes for them where different people that are using the site are curious about what their personality type is. Why did they, why did I get this personality type? And I feel like this one fits me more. I can't figure out how to get the the software that I purchased. How can you help me with that? So it ranges from things that are very clinical and academic all the way down to just simply processing a refund for a customer. Got you. Which initially I was like, am I going to really like doing that? Is it going to be too mundane? But it's kind of a nice break because I can give so much attention and time to the ones that require a lot of clinical thought. And then the refunds, I know how to process those. So it's like easy peasy, just like pump that out really quick and move on to the stuff that really fuels my fire. Yes, I love that. Yeah, that one has been awesome. I've been with them almost one full year now, and it has been an amazing client to work with. And I always am telling women that are looking to get into this career field, those clients exist. Mm -hmm. And the key for me was looking for clients that wanted someone to grow with their business because that's what I wanted. I wanted to be a long-term VA for companies. I didn't want it to be one-off projects. And then every time you move UPCS, you have that job with you and you're not starting Mm -hmm. over. And think about when we're always starting over every 18 months, just that job experience, that learning curve alone. I mean, it can take a good nine months to really feel good. And if your job is seasonal, (laughs) you get one season under your and then you're gone. Absolutely. So how many hours um, a week or a day? Like, what does your day look like? With that so that client, I work about 20 to 25 hours a week. Um, the other oh, client cool. I just started with, yeah, I added um, about five to 10 hours a week. We're still kind of figuring out what exactly they, they need hourly. Um, okay. So that's been a learning curve in itself, which is why my approach is when I add a client on, I always buffer out at least a few months for us to learn together what exactly they're going to need before I commit to more clients. Uh, so a typical day for me is I will wake up with the baby in the morning, which has been all over the place lately, but she used to be waking up around 7.30. So I would get up at 6.30 and knock out a few things like email inbox management, You know, prioritize what is urgent, needs to be taken care of immediately, delegate or handle myself. Um, and then get the baby going. I'll get our breakfast rolling. I'll do it usually while she's playing her little independent playtime. I'll knock out some of the things that are not necessarily high priority. And then when she goes down for her first nap, which is the longest usually of the day, about two hours, I will do the big projects that take quite a bit of attention. So I usually leave those emails that require a lot of thought and not child talking and screaming in the background. Um, <laughs> I will do those during nap time. And then I will also do a lot of the projects for my other client because those are usually um, very detail oriented and require a lot of my attention. So I get almost all of my hours in before lunch when possible. And then I love to use the afternoons for us to go do things, okay. uh, get out of the house, go to the library, go run errands. And then when my husband gets home, we do bath time, bedtime. 
I usually will work on a few more things or just polish up anything that's left over from the day. So I kind of found myself doing that at the end of the day too, doing, I call it more like the monkey work, but when I have the TV on and my husband next to me and I can wrap up a few things, but I just require the brain work, like you said. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's also, if it doesn't get done, it's not the end of the world. You know? Right. It can be left over. And that, I think it's just talking about my husband's experiences, because when you said, you know, trying to go talk to your spouse and make sure that they're not thinking this is a too good to be true situation. He yeah. was actually the one that was bought in from the gate. I oh. was the one that was like, I don't know. This seems weird. This seems wrong. Like what? There's got to be a catch. What is it? You know, and he from the gate was like, just give it a shot. You know, we're not out anything. And I made back what I invested into that program in one week of working. And so I just always remind people of that when you think about it like that, it takes one client in one week, usually for you to make back what you've invested yeah. in yourself. And those skills will take you. I mean, I think it makes me sick to think about how much money I spent on my college degree. Right. And, you know, I'm still, I haven't gotten back the return on that. So this, but this isn't it, your season. It's not the season for that, you know, right. it's young, you're young in your life and your, your motherhood journey and your husband's. career and that's okay. And I know we put that pressure on us, but you'll be surprised what circles back later and when you're ready. And I I just like, I love that you are filling in the time and the brain work and staying relevant in the meantime. Mm -hmm. It's okay if your career is the second. Absolutely. It's a stepping stone. And that was the best Mm -hmm. advice I ever got was instead of worrying so much about the long-term goal, just try to see, have that goal and then figure out the pieces that will make it fit. So what can I do right now to work closer to getting to that long-term goal? And in general, VA online work is going to be, I mean, the online business is exploding right now with social Absolutely. commerce. So if you can get these tools under your belt now, that might be your own business down the road. Absolutely. And that's exactly what my husband and I've talked about. The opportunities are endless because we're talking now about what's coming next, right? For his final, um, his final assignment before he gets out of the air force, most likely okay. depending, you know, that changes yeah. every day. And it's so exciting because he knows we can choose really anywhere And my job will allow us to do that. And we'll still feel that same financial support, emotional support for me, because that's what working is for me. And in the long term, if I wanted to go back into what I was doing and go shift back into correctional settings, because that was something I was really moved to do, I could. I could easily go to an employer in a traditional office role and say, this is what I've been doing. And this is why it's relevant to what you do currently. Yes. So that makes me feel very good. If I ever did, I don't foresee that happening because I really enjoy the perks of working remotely <laughs> from home. But yeah. if it ever did get to that point, I have the freedom to do that. And I love those options. I always say that now my youngest is in daycare right now. I don't have all school age children yet, but mm-hmm. um, even if they were all in school, I still don't want to work nine to five. Yes. You know, it, I, I, I don't, don't even know what I was doing with all that time. I know. <laughs> Like I would had like there's I know I wasn't working the entire time you know I wasn't as productive right I get more done during nap time now than I was getting done in a standard eight hour day in my old office role what is that called like Parkinson's law yeah I I don't know I don't know it's like finite time you will be so much more productive like I'm kind of having an unproductive week don't tell my team they're gonna watch (laughs) this but and it's because I have taken some deadlines off my plate and then. I just find myself slacking. But when I yep. know I only have nap time, like I get as much work done. Absolutely. As Absolutely. So.
Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. So tell me, what are like the top three things you learned from the course that you took? I would say the first one is to, for lack of a better term, be ballsy. Be willing to put yourself out there. We were, it was pounded into our brains. Do not be scared to apply for jobs. No matter how inexperienced you may think you are, get your resume together, get your application kits together and put yourself out there. And at first I was not doing that. I was still only applying to like "Eh, a job here, a job there, and still applying to a bunch of traditional in-office roles. And then when I got rejected from a job that I knew I was overqualified for and was heartbroken that I didn't get, I was like, you know what? This is God's way of telling me I need to commit to what I, you know, have invested in. And my husband agreed and said, just put, you know, jump in head first. And I started applying to like five jobs a day for about a two week span. And I got a client 40 hours a week client right away. Oh my gosh. So that's a little different. Some of my students, we are getting, we have more of the solopreneurs that we're working Mm -hmm. for. So it's not always the steady, oh, I know I'm getting 20 hours a week, but yeah. I want people to hear the story and know that those clients are out there too. And Absolutely. you don't have, like, I fall in the DIY kind of blogger area, but you don't have to do that. So there's just like companies who need virtual work. Yes, absolutely. And that's what's so cool about it is I, after having my first client, which didn't end up working out, her and I did not mesh well at all. And that was a great learning experience for me. So yes, I was getting 40 hours a week, but I wasn't getting paid as well as I knew I should be because I was just excited to get work. Right. I just wanted to get in there. (laughs) And she wasn't treating me as well as I knew I should be treated. But that's what, again, this is another thing that came back to what I learned in that program is you own your business. Yes. If you don't like how you're being treated, cut ties with the client and move on. Yes. And that was so important for me to hear because in my old work, if I didn't like somebody I was working with, I couldn't just quit my job because I didn't like Susan that worked in the department down the hall. You know, that's not I how it worked. Did like your current boss? I think all of mine eventually would leave. And then yes. I had somebody new who was an a-hole yep. and then I would leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? And that stress of all that would overwhelm yes. me. But now it's I, I'm constantly perusing and looking for good clients that I know I want to work with. Yeah. And I'll always put my hat in there and apply because I have nothing to lose. Worst case scenario, I get through the interview and they want to offer me the job and I feel like it's too much to handle. I can always turn that down. Yeah. So it just gave me this empower, feeling of being empowered to make my own decisions and have control of my destiny. Oh my gosh, this is so good. All of my students need to hear this right now and they will come back and watch this and they will take so much from this. What is, what's a good client to you? The good client to me is somebody that is, um, I would say the, the primary thing is that they're understanding of your needs. So a big, the client that I, I uh, got on with last year, I actually started with them when I was seven months pregnant and I was very upfront with them from the gate. I'm, I'm very pregnant. You know, I'm going to be having this baby in March. I do want to have some maternity leave and ideally it would be short because I know I'm going to want to get back into the swing of things for my own mental health. 
right? I'm a doer. I like to stay busy. I'm going to need something else besides changing diapers and nursing and, and all the things. And they were extremely supportive of that so much so that they paid for my maternity leave. No way. Yes. Oh my so gosh. that, and that was the other part of it is that I wasn't scared to ask them because of the relationship that I had built with them through the interview process. And one of the best little tips I've gotten from one of the girls in uh, my VAI group was it's an interview for you just as much as it's an interview for them. And that's how I approached that client and it paid dividends. So um, that was kind of the a learning moment for me is I made a big ask and I got it. And then I got a little more without even asking. I did not expect them to pay for my maternity leave. And they gave me that. And that to me is a client. Um, I mean, I will do anything for them. Wow. I will stick with them for as long as I possibly can because they have made that kind of an effort for me as a person. I guess another part of it for me is uh, flexibility. So we like to travel. And a lot of that can be traveling back home, traveling overseas, whatever. You know, if my husband, like this is a prime example, he got these orders to go TDY about a month before we left. And I knew instantly I wanted to pack up our bags and go because his birthday is in December, Thanksgiving, Christmas. We're a big holiday family. I didn't want him to be alone and flying back and forth just wasn't realistic with the yeah. one. That's not going to happen without me losing all of my hair. So uh, it was not, uh, there was no qualms about it. You know, I didn't have to ask for permission from my clients. They're flexible. They understand, oh, you're working in Destin for the next eight weeks. Great. Like we're still on central time zone. So that doesn't change anything for us. But even if it did, they're kosher with it. And that to me is so important to have that flexibility. Oh my gosh. I, I can relate to this so much. So I want to, I want to say I've had four, I have four children awesome. who with one of my long-term client that I don't work for anymore, but mm-hmm. that wasn't even on the table. You yeah. know, I'm just like, Emily. <laughs> yep. Times are changing too. Working yep. a little bit, but I definitely wanted a slower time and I wanted less expectations and less communication. Mm-hmm. But um, man, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> It's so cool. And that's, I mean, that's a culture shift too, right? We're in a time now where women are more empowered to make those asks in their traditional office roles, but especially in remote work. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I think because of the nature of some of my clients are, you know, smaller, they are, they don't always have the budget for that. So, but a lot of what I teach is getting in with these clients, getting the experience, and then you you move on to who you want to work with. You find out what's working, you find the task you like. And also you do have that period to see, is it even working? Because I've had clients who are so excited, but they are so frazzled and overwhelmed and they can't deliver content and I can't do my job and yep. it's never going to work. It's just, I feel like I'm wasting my time, So I can make that call pretty early. Yeah. It's um, almost like, you know, what you don't want more yeah. than what you do want. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I don't want to, I'm not a diva, but heck, like my career is not number one. I, you know, we chose my husband's career. I'm a mom. You know, I want to have 30 days off a year like he does. (laughs) Well, that to me, that I think was when I knew it wasn't working with my former client, I was getting Slack notifications at like 11 PM on a Saturday night. And I'm like, that's not going to work for me. Not that I was doing anything exciting because I was very pregnant still, But like, that's just not my lifestyle because I'm the type that when I get the notification, I want to get the job done. Me too. too. So I have to shut that off and I have to have clients that respect that boundary. And that first client did not. And I mean, it was a mess and I was so stressed out and overwhelmed. It wasn't healthy. And that was important for me to recognize that I just had gotten myself 
right back to where I started yeah. and I needed to reestablish my boundaries and my, for my sanity. And you weren't desperate, you know, you knew right. you had the skills. Now you had the training. Yep. You weren't desperate. And I love yeah. that because I think that this is part of the VA business people don't talk about, you know, you don't just launch in there with the perfect team and grow into right. team and making seven figures. And that does not happen. And it right. takes a while and it takes some wrong moves, but you learn. Absolutely. And I will say that I had, so I um, put in my notice with that client on the week of Thanksgiving and was working for this client uh, about mid-December last year. So that turnaround time. And this client that I had currently had over 500 applicants. So we don't realize how competitive we really are, Yeah, you know, until we put ourselves out there. Because I, if I had known that going into it, that that's how many applicants are going to be, I would have never applied. Oh, Yeah. I'm like, no chance. Like there's for sure there's somebody that's a better fit. And now I'm like, oh no, I see why I'm the perfect fit. I see why they chose me. Yeah. So it's oh, a, it's important God. to take that risk. It, it, told, it, it so is. And what business owners really need is that aptitude and that personality and that doer, that yes. implementer. They don't want the person who's not going to apply anyway, but so many people are, have that self-doubt and that insecurity and you, you never yep. know unless you go for it. And, and that's why the military spouse is sometimes a really good fit because we are hungry and trustworthy and reliable. And we, exactly we're like a steal of a deal. <laughs> we're the, yeah, I mean, and so competent, so overqualified at that. I mean, it's such an, an untapped resource. And I think that business owners are starting to see that more and more and more, especially as this remote field is growing, they want military spouses. They know you want to stick with them because you want some, you want to establish roots somewhere when the rest of your life is always chaos. Yeah. So that to me is, and this is the consistent, this is the constant thing in my life is work, not my husband's job, my job. And that's a good feeling for me to bring home. It's such a good feeling. And I know the second my husband retires, if I wanted to step up my game and support the family, like I am a hundred percent hireable. I've kept my, my skills up to date and I will not have, I mean, there was a period where I didn't work that much, but now I I mean, I have all the confidence in the world. It just feels so good. That's awesome. I love hearing that. So tell me, um, Tell me about your blog that you're running. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of our little side hustle. It's more of a, we, we saw a need for a resource and we're like, well, I guess no one else is starting it. It's going to have to be us. So Jen, who I, I run Wise of the Air Force, it's a, a blog with um, her and I met at McCord out in Tacoma and became fast friends because our husbands were always gone. Um, <laughs> and when one husband was home, the other one was gone. So we did a lot of third wheeling and hanging out and we became fast friends. I mean, within months we were spending all sorts of time together. And we kept repeating the same thing over and over again, which was, I wish there would have been a place for me to read about this before I became a military spouse. Or I wish that I would have known that about McCord Air Force Base before we moved here. Or I yeah. wish that there was a place where I could just like find a really cool hairstylist in the area because I'm stressed out. I need to get my hair cut and colored. And I don't know where to go because there's 50 places in two mile radius to go. You know, I don't, I'm scared. Yeah. So yeah. we created this resource that is the blog and we have an Instagram that goes with it that has base guides. We call them like survival guides. And it's everything that you need to know about the area that you're going to be PCSing to. So everything from hairstylists to good places to eat with recommendations, um, to daycares, to just like general cultural things, places to travel nearby, towns to visit, things to do. Pretty much anything that we thought, you know, I mean, where to get your oil changed. 
Things that you were just needing resources for, this is all plugged into one place now. And then we have kind of lifestyle topics. And our biggest hit of a series is called A Day in the Life, which takes a spouse through what a day in the life of a spouse of a certain career would be. So for example, like my husband previously flew C-17s. So Jen has then created the day in the life of the C-17 pilot. So she walks through what a day in her life looks like, how often they're gone, um, what their their typical work days look like, when they get to spend time together, what that looks like, holidays, things along those lines. So kind of a what to expect. If your if your husband or your wife is going to be entering into that career field, oh, that's awesome! It's a lot of a lot of insight. I mean, and I love it because it's teaching me about other people's jobs in the Air Force. Because mm-hmm. all the time, someone's like, "I do X Y Z," I'm like, "I have no idea what that means." Yeah. Like, I barely know what plane my spouse flies. I <laughs> surely do not know what other people are doing. So, and not only that. I used to work public affairs for the Air Force as a civilian uh-huh. and everything has changed. So my husband comes home with all these acronyms and I used to pride myself that I was the spouse that knew what was happening. And now I'm like, I have no idea what you're yes. talking about. And there's this new 17 Delta and there's this shred and <laughs> acronyms and A6s. Yep. And I'm like, I, but I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, all it's all changed since I even did my key spouse painting. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I've been in a while, but yeah, Yeah, we, so we really enjoy being able to connect. That's another piece of it too. It's not just Jen and I's voice on here because we do not know what all that is for sure. Um, So we really rely on guest contributors and people writing in on on different topics that are meaningful to them. A prime example is we have a few women um, that have reached out wanting to know more about how TRICARE supports infertility treatment. Um, And we have a a couple of WAFs that have volunteered to write up on their experience about it. And we've had so many people message when they heard that we were going to be doing a post on that. Like I felt so alone and isolated. It means so much to have this resource coming out for me to relate to and to get information from. And the real side of it, you know, you're not just getting the PC Air Force fake news story about it. It's the real, what's really happening. Right, right. And that's kind of the mentality that Jen and I had is we had met a couple of spouses that were really negative about this lifestyle and really resented their spouse because of their job. Mm -hmm. And Jen and I made a choice early on in our marriages that we weren't going to be that way. Both of us come from families that have one spouse or another that, you know, they had to make a sacrifice for the other. I mean, it's kind of typical. You can only give so much to either either. And um, so we had really supportive families too, and understanding that we were dedicating this time right now to our spouse's career. And then it would be our time to shine, you know, later down the road. And so we talk, talk about it frequently as thriving in this lifestyle. And that's kind of what I think we're a walking, talking representation of. And that's what this job for me has been as an example of how I could have sat back and complained, not worked, been miserable, or just desperately kept working or trying to find jobs that I didn't want to do that were in more yeah. traditional roles. But instead, I, I kind of got creative and found something that was going to work for me. And now I'm thriving in this lifestyle. And it's opened up so many doors. I mean, this connection right now would yeah. not have happened had that. Yeah, in the mentality. So, well, and that's just the type of person you are. You are a doer and achiever, and you're going to take action. And I see those same spouses yes. complaining. We just moved from Homestead, right? And it's mm-hmm. a very different area. And there's some great perks, but there's a lot of spouses who just sat around and complained. And I just have to have that mindset. Like, this is my staycation. When yes. else am I going to live here? We were actually there for three whole years, believe it or not. Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, But I was like, this is going to be 
my place. Like it's just going to be my time. Yes. And I, I made that decision and I did it and I made the best of it. And awesome. it kills me when I hear that with people, but we, we can't change them. But right. that's also why I have this group here because these are the go-getters. These are the people who know there's something out there yes. and might need a little push, but they're not afraid, you know, they're going to go do it. So exactly. And you know, that's the cool thing is I think that what I've learned in the WAF community and since this blog has started and these connections have started forming is that we're kind of the silent majority. Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem like right. there's a lot of us out there, but yeah. there are, there's more yeah. of us than there are the women that are complaining um, yeah. and really hating this lifestyle. And I think that that's important to recognize because sometimes when you go to a spouse social, that's you hear the complainers the most, they're the loudest when you yeah. first initially get involved. And that's very discouraging but don't give up on the spouses in your area. Uh, there's a lot of women out there that are really, really embracing this lifestyle and making the most of it. You know, we might not like the details, but we make the most of, of the situation that we're in. And what I can't stand just to get up on my soapbox is when people try to lump me in this box, like, oh, you're just this other military spouse. I'm like, but I, you know, no, I'm me and I'm separate from my husband. I don't mm-hmm. rank. I don't play those games. And yep. there's so many spouses who are, already dead set against other military spouses. And I'm like, don't, don't do that. You're obviously that's a limiting belief and they're going to, you know, not go far with that, but we're not all like that. And my husband was deployed this last year. Mm -hmm. I decided I started a book club and technically I wasn't even part of that unit anymore. And I said, no one is allowed to bitch about Miami, Miami traffic, talk about their husband's job at all. Or That's awesome. schools, but some of the school stuff crept in because we were moms. But yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk about these topics off limits. Like let's mm-hmm. us in this little yeah. room while we're drinking wine and barely talking about our book. But, yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, there's a safe space there with that community. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, so, it, it, there's a safe space in this community for sure where you can have that. You know, the opportunity to vent when things are kind of going wrong. Right. But yeah. then you have to know the the limitations. Yes. You know, of where that needs yeah. to stop and where you need to shift that mindset because the world is what you make it. Yeah. You know? Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. I do want to talk to you because my little brother flies C-17 in Tacoma and we're going to go visit him this year. Awesome. And I want to just pick your brain and like what I should do with my four kids. Yes. So, um, yes. yes. Yeah. Awesome. There's <laughs> lots to do out there. You might know. He's got some good stuff up on the blog. So I will definitely okay. send you oh, some awesome. links to that. Okay. Yeah, that's my travel fund for the year. That's my Yay. big thing that I want to do in the summer. And when he was in Alaska, we met, we didn't quite get out there. I mean, we were yeah. in Alaska, but, um, So I can't thank you enough. I wish like I want to come have coffee with you and just I, talk. I love talking shop and talking programs and talking clients. And it's yes. been so much fun. So um, if, we're going to put a link to your blog um, in the comments. And if anybody wants to submit an article, like how could they do that? So the best way is you can email us at wisesoftheairforce at gmail.com. There's also like a contact form on the blog if you get lost in there. Either way, just shoot an email to us. Let us know what you want to write about. And then we'll get you set up to start writing and, okay. and help you through that process. Because it can be a little intimidating, but we don't know what we're doing either. We're all just learning together. And as long as the information is getting out there, that's what's important. And I just want to throw that out there because I have met a lot of military wives in my, and, and some are, you know, some are reserved now or um, retired now, but mm-hmm. have this writing passion. I'm like, go do this, go write for a blog. I mean, you'll feel so good having that tangible yes. result and helping your community. So do you know somebody who could do this? I encourage them, please. Absolutely. So I open the door. 
And we have so many women all the time. The posts that we're like, oh, we'll see how good this does. You know, we've had some posts with over a thousand views in like less than 24 hours. So it people want to be able to relate and hear your story. So even exactly. if you think it doesn't matter, I guarantee you it does. Yeah. I guarantee you too. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, well, thank you, you so much. Yes. Thank you. We'll, we'll um, chat later online. So thank you Perfect. everybody for joining us next week. We'll have another guest, I hope. So we'll talk to you later. Awesome. Bye. Bye. go follow Kirst online. I'll put all of her info in the show notes. She's amazing. She's so inspirational. And it's just so nice to see another mom and military spouse who's kind of balancing it all. You don't have to be all mom all the time. You can have your own thing. And Kirst found it. And she found it by getting scrappy and being smart and taking a risk. So next week on episode 17, we're going to talk about SOPs. If you know what that means, and it gets you excited, there's going to be a ton of work for you in the online space. But while you're here in the show notes, I have a link to Amy Porterfield's digital course Kickstarter. Go check that out. It's still open. It's a 30-day boot camp to help you figure out what kind of digital course you could create using your background, talent, and experience. So that link is in the show notes, and I'll see you next week. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become the unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. A good client. <laughs> a good client might agree I have a lot of money and time. It's okay.